Section six of the Algonquin Legends of New England. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Cowan. The Algonquin Legends of New England, or Myths and Folklore of the Micmac, Passamaquoddy, and Penobscot Tribes, by Charles Godfrey Leland. Section six. How the story of Glooskap and the Pujinsquess, the evil pitcher, is told by the Passamaquoddy Indians. Footnote. In this story, Glooskap is called Pogumk, the black cat or fisher, that is a species of wild cat, while Martin is a Namaxwes, sable. There seems to be no settled idea as to what was the totem or innate animal nature of the lord of men and beasts. I have a series of pictures scraped on birch bark illustrating these myths, executed by a Passamaquoddy, in which Glooskap and the adopted grandmother in the stone canoe are represented as woodchucks or groundhogs. Monexquess. End of footnote. Passamaquoddy. There was a village of Indians who were all black cats, or Pogumk. One of them, the cleverest and bravest, went forth every day with bow and arrow tomahawk and knife, and killed moose and bear, and sent meat to the poor, and so he fed them all. When he returned, they came to him, to know where his game lay, and when he had told them, they went forth with toboggans, and returned with them loaded with meat. Footnote. Toboggan. A sled made very simply by turning up the ends of one or more pieces of wood to prevent them from catching in the snow. End of footnote and the chief of the black cats was by his mother the son of a bear. Footnote. A confused but important point in all these myths. End of footnote. Pugjinswes, the witch, was a black cat. She was a woman or a man, as she willed to be, but in these days she was a man, and she, being evil, hated the chief, and thought long how she could kill or remove him and take his place. Now one day, when all the camp had packed what they had, being about to travel, Pitcher asked the chief to go with him, or with her, as you may will, down to the waterside to gather gull's eggs. And then they went far out in a canoe, and very far, and still farther, till they came to an island, and there they landed, and while Pogumk, who was Glooskap, sought for eggs, the false-hearted Pitcher stole away in the Aquedan canoe, and as she paddled she sang a song. Nick-head-ha, po-gunk-min-nekak, net-will-saginwin. I have left the black cat on an island. I shall be the chief of the fishers now. So she came to the village, and the next day they all departed through the woods. There was not one of them left, save the one who was worth them all. And at night they camped, expecting every day that the chief would come to them, until then pitcher was in his place now on the thirtieth day the chief remembered his friend the fox who had metolin or magic power and he sang a song and the fox heard it although he was miles away beyond forests and mountains and thus knowing all he went to the shore and swam to the island where he found the chief at this time the black cat could not swim such a distance but the fox offered to take him to the mainland. Footnote. 
the most powerful mentions or magicians in the chippeway tales as well as in all others of the indians may exhaust their power and be forced to depend on that of inferiors in the great art in this tale glooskap is decidedly under a cloud and a footnote then they waded into the water and the fox said close thine eyes and hold fast to my tail as tightly as thou canst and be of good faith o my elder brother and we shall soon gain the shore saying this he swam away and his friend followed and it went well with them but the chief grew weary and he opened one eye a little and saw that they were not ten feet from the shore and being of little faith he thought for he spoke not aloud we shall never get to land but the fox replied do not believe it but the journey lasted long for what seemed to pogumk to be ten feet was ten miles and the wind was high and the waters were wild for pitcher had called forth a storm so they swam all day and all evening before they landed and now my elder brother said the fox you may go your way and he went to the camp of the black cats when he came to the camp it was cold and there were only ashes for the people had gone on so he followed them and in one day came near them and the first whom he overtook was his mother bearing his younger brother sable Numoxwes, on her back so that while she looked forward he looked behind and as pogump peeped out from among the leaves sable saw him and said here comes my brother and she turned but saw nothing for the chief suddenly hid himself behind a tree then they went on and sable cried again indeed mother behold my elder brother and this time the mother glancing quickly caught him and they all laughed for joy and she threw sable down in the leaves like a stick then the chief bade sable run to the camp and when you are there he said build up a great fire of hemlock bark and take pitcher's babe even the babe which she loves and which you tend and throw it into the fire and run to me as fast as you can for verily thou wilt be in dire need to do so and as he commanded it was done and when the fire was hot sable threw the babe into it and it was burned to death and pitcher being as one may well believe maddened at such a sight pursued him as a starving wolf pursues a rabbit then sable in great fear cried aloud oh my elder brother my brother and pitcher screamed call aloud to him for you must run as far as the island where pogump is to save yourself and at that word pogump stepped forward and confronted her and said truly she need not run so far and seeing him and hearing this fear came upon her but she laughed aloud to hide it and said i did but chase him in sport for i love sable but pogump replied grimly i know thee and thy tricks thou evil one then as his magic had come to him he used his power and put pitcher with her back against a tree and there she stayed stuck to it unable to get away but the chief and sable went to the camp now pitcher had a hatchet and wedge and with much ado she cut herself away and the black cats heard her pounding and chopping all night long and in the morning she came to them and there was a great piece of wood sticking to her back and they laughed her to scorn and sang at her 
he who made the chief stay on a distant island he is stuck by the chief fast with his back to a tree footnote in another version Pujinsquess is turned into a toad and the piece of wood or bark is the hump which he bears to this day End of footnote. now picture the witch being mad with shame and spite fled from the face of man and ran through the woods like a wild wolf and so she came to bar harbor and sat down on a log and said with her heart full of bitterness and malice i would that i could become something which should torment all men and as she said this she became a mosquito and so it came to pass that mosquitoes were made and to this day men see that wherever the black cat is there too is the sable not far away footnote the passamaquoddy version relates that pitcher in her flight pursued a moose to bar harbor where having killed him and drawn out the entrails she petrified him a penobscot woman told me she had often seen the moose rock there and the inmens but she attributed the deed to glooskap to whom it properly belongs his petrified moose and dogs and the print of his bow etc being still shown in nova scotia and it was also said that it was at freshwater after returning from bar harbor maine that pitcher was changed into a mosquito another story states that pujinxquess having pursued young men all her life changed into a mosquito that she might continue to prey on them and a footnote of this pujinxquess it was said that she had children of her own begotten by sorcerers and giants and monsters but as they were all ugly she stole from the indian women their fairest babes and brought them up as if they were her own that she might not be entirely put to shame because of her children and once she had thus stolen a boy and when he grew up some one said to him that he should not believe that she was his mother but should question her as to it now the youth reflecting on this observed that his brothers and sisters were all as ugly as evil beasts and no better behaved while he himself was comely and good then he asked her what this might mean and she replied laughing because they were all begotten or born in the night time but you are a child of the day and of the light footnote there is probably an allusion in this to the wabanaki or children of light that is the algonquin this story was told me by noel josephs a passamaquoddy i have been told by an old passamaquoddy woman that the descendants of the pujinxquess were the namuxwess this stealing the white boy is related in another tale more fully it may refer to the early dark eskimo and a footnote how glooskap became friendly to the loons and made them his messengers micmac when glooskap was pursuing winpay he one day on octakamqua saw from afar flying over water the quimu or loons and thrice did their chief make the circle of the lake coming near to the land of men and beasts every time as if he would fain seek somewhat then glooskap asked him what he wanted quimu replied that he would be his servant and friend so glooskap taught him a strange long cry like the howl of a dog and when the loons were in need of him or would pray to him they were to utter this cry and it came to pass that when he was in newfoundland he came to an indian town and they who dwelt therein were all quimuwak or loons 
and they as men were exceeding glad to see their lord who had blessed them as birds and did their best to please him so he made them his huntsmen and messengers and in all the tales of glooskap the quimu ever appears as faithful to him whence to this day when the indians hear the cry of the loon they say quimu el comic tu ajul glucapal he is calling upon glooskap end of section six